Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening. Wow! Just trying to get over the hump tonight. <laughs> We're going to be discussing Cat Person, mm-hmm. a movie based on the completely erroneous idea that a single man with a cat is an unthreatening thing. You <laughs> can get to that. Well, that's what based on that. <laughs> The whole premise is faulty, John, but we can talk okay. about it. Joining me tonight, first up from the bucolic Pacific Northwest, please welcome Ariel to the show. Hello. Next up from the Bay Area of San Francisco, please welcome Matilda to the show. Hi. And last up tonight, mm. from Manhattan, New York City, I'm going to see you in like less than a month, John. Wild. It's wild. You're going to see me in like two weeks. What are you talking about? I'm going to get to travel with you too. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm a nightmare when I travel. I had to to talk you into it. (laughs) I had to talk you into it. You better hope my blood sugar stays stable, stable, John. You're going to (laughs) be triaging. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. Cat Pete, John, my favorite thing is when you pick a movie for the show, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. to be fair, I asked you to do this week. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah. And uh, you watch it then and then start texting me essentially trigger warnings. <laughs> 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 like, it's like you just want to make sure I tread lightly. <laughs> well, like, well, and I don't know if I appreciate it or if I'm offended by it, but I guess I just, I'm just glad you're thinking about me. The last couple things I've picked, like, this is not a straight down the, the, the middle horror movie. Like, no. there was a, there was a film. So uh, just, just to, you know, give full credit. I texted Rachel and I was like, Rachel, have you watched cat person? And she's like, no. And I was like, all right, well, I need other ideas for the show because there really wasn't like, I wasn't seeing a ton. And she did recommend a couple other things that I've, that I have on the list. One of them is called, uh, he- here for blood or something like that. it's like a Canadian action gore thing with like a mm. pro wrestling angle. And I was like, this is for Eric, but I want to watch Cat Person. (laughs) (laughs) Now, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. That sounds more like a Mark movie. Well, it's, oh, God, yes, it's a Mark movie. I mean, it's like the most Mark movie of all time. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a real doozy to talk about this week. So let's take a quick break and discuss Cat Person. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. John, do you want to give your unseen collaborator on this week's show a shout out? Uh, was there another one? Your AI. Friend? Oh no, 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 not, not yet, not yet. No, no, okay. <laughs> I was just trying to call you out. Go, why don't you? Uh, uh, words, John. Yes, words. I, I, I did not use AI time. to come up with my word today, so you probably that was could. Your schnars. You probably could. Mm-hmm. All right, John. Well, let's see what you got. Please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word is myrmecology. Myrmecology. I think the, the the movie actually uses this word. It comes like from the text of the movie. Uh, but this is the branch of biology that focuses on the study of ants. 
ants. Hmm. Uh, apparently, the Greek word for ants is myrmex. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's the ancient Greek, ants. I should say. I don't know if that's what the current day Greeks are calling the ants these days, but yeah. So, yeah, myrmecology. Um, there is a notable ant colony in this film, and um, it comes to an untimely end. Tragically. It's true. John, why don't you attempt to tell me what this movie's about? Sure. Uh, so, Cat Person. I I don't know. And Errol and Matilda, I'm curious. Were you aware of this movie? Because, like... No, not at no. all. Okay. So, all right. Here's the backstory. This is based on a New Yorker short story. You may have seen, like, in the credits, New Yorker Studios, I guess, produced it, which I did not know. Um, or they're one of the production companies involved. Um, New Yorker short story from 2017 that sort of like went viral. It was sort of like proto Me Too. Like, I don't know when exactly we date mm. the like two era exactly. I'm sure I know there was like a moment. I don't have it on the tip of my tongue here, but this movie in that sort of similar timeline 2017 like or the sorry the short story goes like really viral like it's it's sort of like all over the place and it became sort of like a hot thing to for development right for film and tv so um it gets picked up uh the the director here is uh this woman oh shit i have her name and now susanna fogel susanna fogel um best known to us best known to me i'll say as one of the uh, writers of uh well book smart that was the thing that like kind of really put her on the map um she also wrote adam's family too delightful oh, delightful yeah. uh, little kids film i've never seen all uh, of those movies oh what? eric you How gotta show possible? they're so good adam's family <laughs> or the monsters just doesn't do it for me but the mm. the new the animated ones are ridiculous like they're not yeah it's it, fine you could, all right. You're you're doing yourself a disservice, is what I would say. I think I'm okay. Um, <laughs> so you know, she she's. I would say she's best known as a writer, um, but this is, I think, her third feature film. She directed a movie called The Spy Who Dumped Me, which I think uh, what's her name's in. Um, oh yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, is that? Uh, no. It oh no, that's like a different one. one. Her, yeah, it's Kate McKinnon <laughs> and uh, Mila Kunis. Justin Thoreau. I mean, it's like it. It very much is like one of the movies you're thinking of. <laughs> um, uh oh, do we loot? See, well, yeah, looks like it. Eric will be back hopefully, but um, let's persevere. The uh, yeah, so they, you know, it's it go. It basically went to Sundance 2023, and I think it, ahead of Sundance, it was like one of these like everyone can't wait. Like this is definitely going to be one of the big movies at Sundance. It just didn't. I don't think it landed as as oh, they were okay. hoping. Uh -huh. um, and then it like legit disappeared. Like I basically, like I remember reading about this movie, and then it just like completely disappeared. I'm like flipping around on Hulu the other day. There it is. Weird. And uh, and here we are, Cat Person. It actually came out like end of last year. It was like a uh, October ish, I think. So I was a little bummed. I was really trying to find something that was going to be 2024, but here we are. It's early. Eric, I don't know how much of that you got, but, uh, you know, right. we'll pick up whatever. Did you tell us about the movie, John? I literally dropped. Yeah, I caught like none of it. Yeah, no, we, I did. Do you think it recorded is the question? <laughs> oh yeah, no, we're good. Okay, great. Um, 
So yeah, that's it. Uh, so like the actual plot of the film, uh, let me pull up, let me, let me get the, the, um, people, the characters names. There's really two characters that we care about. There's Margot and there's Robert. Um, Margot is Amelia Jones mm-hmm. who is like vaguely familiar, but I think she I was in Coda. Oh, she was in Coda, right? She was. And she's in Lock and Key, if you've watched any of them. Oh, that's right. I have have watched Lock and Key. She's the sister. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And then Nicholas Braun uh, from Succession. Cousin Cousin Greg. Cousin Greg, yes. (laughs) That was, when I saw that, I was like, Eric Eric can't be upset if Cousin Greg (laughs) It took me a full 30 minutes to get into the movie. Because I had to really work to separate him from Greg. (laughs) Like that Greg whole thing is so well done mm-hmm. it's hard for yeah. me to see him as anything else the i mean the other like we'll t- i'm sure we'll hit on a couple other characters there's there's taylor who is margo's best friend margo is a college student uh they keep showing like the college acronym but i'm assuming it's not a real college i didn't look this up um she works at a movie theater it's sort of like a second run or or you know the kind of place where they're showing like a lot of classic movies Robert shows up. They have a very awkward first interaction, which then leads to a very awkward romance on many, many levels. And a lot of the movie, I mean, that, that the, the film just follows them over the course of, let's say like three months of meeting, starting to interact slash date, and then progressing to, you know, actually, you know, potential coupledom. Um, But a lot of it, is kind of posing questions around power and gender dynamics in relationships to me as someone who has not been on the dating scene in years. It's like a movie. It it felt like a little bit of a view into modern dating. I'm very curious for like how honest or real it is. I mean, we might have the best, uh, folks to evaluate that but uh you know i'm, I'm sure you guys have thoughts so i don't know that's that we can, uh, we can go from there all right ariel what do you think um yeah so i feel pretty mixed about this one i don't know how everybody else is gonna land on it but i don't know it's weird when it started and it really feels like a indie rom-com mumblecore kind of thing for so long I sort of thought we were going into fresh territory. Do you remember that movie, how it starts with like those dating scenes before it kind of gets crazy and into cannibalism? I thought that's where we were going, but I messaged Matilda like an hour into it and I was like, nothing has happened yet. Like, When is something going to happen in this movie? And so I really did appreciate some of the conversations that the movie was having around dating and gender dynamics, but I also found it, to try my patience a little bit. And I still am not entirely positive, like how I feel about the ending. I think the acting is really good. And there's some really great dialogue in this. Uh, Some parts that made me incredibly uncomfortable, like I think I even muted it and just read subtitles for part of it. Because I was like, I can't listen to these people talk to each other anymore. I mean, we'll get to the sex scene because I have a couple things to talk about. Okay, good. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure we'll talk about that. But um, yeah, I guess I just... I still feel like I'm not sure what I think of the ending even. I'm hoping maybe by the end of the conversation I'll have like stronger feelings about it. But I don't know. There were a lot of things I thought were really good. It just wasn't like a great movie for me. I think I was expecting something different and maybe that's what, you know, did me in. 
Matilda? Yeah, I am feeling kind of like Ariel is that there's this kind of, I felt like this movie really played with me in the way that um, I remember the movie Dead Man Walking playing with me, like where your kind your allegiance is back and forth a little bit about like who is the reasonable person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that actually did this, this did that pretty well. It did it in an interesting way. And I don't actually know how I feel ultimately at the end, because this would be a hard thing to wrap up. And it kind of goes bananas at the end in an attempt to wrap it up. Um, I I loved both of the um, the leads. I really love Amelia Jones. And I don't know Nicholas Braun from Succession. I know him from Zola, the movie okay. from a couple mm. of years ago, where he's great. Um, but there's that kind of like awkward or threatening thing that um, this movie is looking at and also kind of looking at the feedback loops that you can see how these two people are getting into and you lean a little more awkward for a while and then you lean a little more threatening for a while. And I thought that that was actually incredibly well done. But like Mm -hmm. Ariel, I'm hoping to know more about how I feel by the end of this conversation. That's a bummer because I was really hoping you guys could both tell me how to feel. So (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to disappoint you. (laughs) You might be in a boat without a paddle here tonight. John, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I would say I am in the same place. Um, I, I, I didn't love the time that I spent watching the movie because it is so awkward. At, at like mm-hmm. intentionally awkward. Like, it is challenging you with some really, just really tough stuff. I mean, not. Not tough in the way that a lot of horror movies t- tend to be tough, but like, you know, just, just some, some really, I don't know. I mean, in some ways and, and, um, Ariel, like I tend to agree, like it doesn't find a, uh, strong narrative pull for a little while. Even once they're in the relationship, there's a lot of just like being in their relationship. Yeah. And you know, it comes in just under two hours. Like there's a part of me that thinks there's a, a bunch of part, you know, there's, there's like nips and tucks that could have happened here. There's this whole segment where she goes home for the weekend and it, it like becomes relevant in like a really awkward conversation that they have, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so there's That's scenes true. like that, that tee up things that come later, what but is going on with that birthday song scene for her dad. Right. Oh, I know it was so happened? uncomfortable and oh, unnecessary. Jesus, right. <laughs> so, but that like, again, I think that's, it's all meant to sort of like comment on yeah. gender dynamics. In this yeah, case, it's true. like, so it's her stepdad, first of right. all. That's it's not, you know. Okay. And then the mom is obviously like a second kind of wife. Somehow and, even weirder. That it's oh, weird it's, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's definitely weirder. Like it's not, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I don't know if it's like weirder. It would be really weird if it was her dad, dad, but. Um, it's all weird. It's all bad. Like. But, you know, her mom, like, coaxes her into doing it, and then she, like, does it. And then she has the ex-boyfriend, and then they have their scene after that where he talks about being asexual. I mean, it's just this movie. So all all that to say, I didn't, like, in the moment of watching it, I I was, like, challenged to the point of being, like, uncomfortable. And it's – there are funny moments. Like, this is a black comedy, quote-unquote, at times. And, like, there are funny moments – I looking back on it, I I appreciate having watched it. I guess is what I would say. So like, 
didn't love it at the time now liking it more. And I do think it is very, it is rich for conversation. I, part of me feels like a little too old to, to, to discuss like some of what's <laughs> yeah. happening here. We're here. Tom. Um, we're way beyond that. Like, we're, well, and also, but also like we're we people who like, I think uh, we might've lost them again. We might, we're going to freeze. Um, but we're also people who have like, we, we like have human interactions with people of the other gender. We're doing it right now. And so, you know, let's, let's just <laughs> see how far totally we boring. get. Um, but yeah, so that's where I net out. Where do we want to start? Well, I don't know about you guys, if you felt this way too, but like in real life, if I have to be in the same room or like watch somebody have like really awkward small talk it makes me so deeply uncomfortable that I want to rip my own skin off just to like have something <laughs> to throw at them and so having to watch some of the interactions between the different characters in this movie I found to be painful because <laughs> well, like which one I'm curious like like when you say small because you're not talking about the interaction between the two of them no, I am. Some of those conversations were painful to watch because they're like so awkward and there's there's this interesting thing happening where like she's kind of thinking one thing and he's thinking another thing and like their conversations about like movies and stuff where they both feel so differently and like she's trying to be nice to him and he's like oblivious to her. I found that to be really uncomfortable to watch and I think that's part of the point, but it didn't make it yeah. like a fun experience. It probably also did not help that I started this movie at like 1130 last night because I was so busy and uh, I had to, you know, power through as I was like trying desperately really to stay awake <laughs> yeah i um there's like a fundamental question when you watch and i think it's yeah. like true of any of the like rom-com like will they get together won't they like one of the characters and in this movie i i sort of appreciate that it's like in my mind made pretty explicit somebody mentioned oh i think it was matilda i you mentioned Dead Man Walking, which I had to look up because I couldn't remember it. But this question of like who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. I think the film, or at least it's my belief that Margot is objectively like the normal person who we are meant to identify with. Mm -hmm. She is a 20-year-old mm -hmm. college student. He is in his early to mid-30s. Like that in and of itself is like a little like, cringy and then she like we see her interacting with people and she like is interacting like a 20 year old like and and even the way she like shows up in this relationship the sort of like enthusiasm she brings to it is like appropriate given her age and experience yeah whereas mm -hmm. like <laughs> i had forgotten the movie conversations are so fucking brutal it's, yes, it's they he's, are. Like, he's like the worst version of like yeah. the movie douche Mm -hmm. And he's like also clueless about the fact that he's like his obsession with uh, Harrison, with Harrison Ford, uh, with Han Solo, like that, yeah. the fact that he has like the framed kiss <laughs> scene on, in, like, on I know. In his house. And then like when he sends oh. her that, you know, that compilation of like all of the Harrison Ford makeout scenes. Yes. Like, oh my God. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> She's like, oh, I haven't <laughs> watched this yet. <laughs> right. It's very awkward and yeah. a little creepy, but also you can see that he is a very young 33. Yes. Very he's, young. He's right? just like socially awkward at a, yeah. at a level that. Yeah. 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 I don't, it doesn't, you, st I don't know. My 
feeling was like I didn't I still don't like excuse him <laughs> now where the, I mean the movie does challenge you though and like where it ultimately yeah. goes um is fun but yeah I mean that's some of the stuff like the stuff with the Harrison Ford in the moment I wasn't laughing but now as I'm thinking back on it I'm like it's yeah. so yeah. absurd <laughs> so. even his initial approach with the kind of like you should give me your number like concession girl right like uh. where it's almost do you remember the what that we do in the shadows when like colin robinson has gone on the internet and read about negging and has to go You're like hit on the girl that. yeah <laughs> that's immediately I, yes. oh my god it's all we say to each other in this house is like <laughs> hey dipshit like he comes right <laughs> so like I, but you can also see that there's this like vulnerability to this guy where he really wants to connect and he does he has no idea what he's doing and maybe believes by aiming younger he's going to be more impressive right yeah and like to be fair to him at some level he doesn't know how young she is like yeah he knows she's in college there's this whole sequence where they're going to a bar and he he doesn't even like it doesn't enter his brain that she's not 21 she and she like suggests that they go to the like student bar basically where they probably don't card as aggressively and he takes her to like his the bar that he likes to go to and she can't get in that leads to in my the second most awkward scene in the film which is their first kiss and it's so <laughs> bad <laughs> i mean those actors did a good job of making that kiss like painful to watch it's so yeah. uncomfortable so yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh even when it starts you're like whew and then it goes on and just it lasts there's a duration to it yeah um yeah it's and good. John, I'm with you. Like halfway through this movie, I kept being like, thank God I'm not dating. Thank <laughs> God this is not my world or my uh-huh. life. Mm. Right. You, know, you got to be careful. Eric's a little closer to that. I don't want to, you know. <laughs> let's, let's not tonight. Um, I was vicariously weirded out. It was it was yeah. hard, but I, I felt for both of their awkwardness and the kind of hopes yeah. that people bring to that, you know. Did you guys keep going? Yeah, we went. Yeah. We kept going. Okay. Uh, can I jump in? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Tell it. What did oh, you think? Um, I think it's pretty good, but I do think that I just watch. I mean, I just watched it, and it's uh, there's an ambiguity to it that I think you guys are kind of talking about yeah. before I was off here, where I do have questions, but like largely, it's very. And I don't have a ton of patience for movies that are real cutesy about dragging on what they're about forever. You kind of hinted at that, Ariel. Like, just fucking tell me. Is he crazy? Uh, Like, at a certain point, you're like, oh, we're going the the distance here before (laughs) we know what's going on. And to be fair, like, I guess I do really love Black Christmas, and that's a movie with a boyfriend where, like, you don't know that he's, you don't know if he's crazy or not until, like, the very, very end. Not exactly the same thing, but... um, I did have a little bit of trouble taking Greg Hirsch here seriously. Um, <coughs> I don't know. What's his name? I have no idea what his name is. Uh, Robert in the film? No. In, well, in real life. Uh, any, any of Nicholas Braun. Okay. <laughs> Just, but he did kind of like when, when he actually gets more aggressive towards the end, like he's pretty scary, I think. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I mean, it's great casting. There's like a big size difference between the two of them. Um, I guess I'm a little... 
I'm a little n- weird, nervous talking about it. Let's talk about, like, it's so awkward. It's you so also don't know what we were saying while you're <laughs> off. Yeah. So going to be crazy. Here's what it is, back. and let's see if we are saying the same thing. Like, the film is very pointedly starts out with this title of this famous quote about how, did you guys talk about this? No, no I forgot about yeah. Margaret no, Atwood. No, the Atwood yeah. First frame uh-huh. is this Atwood quote that's like, Men are men's biggest fear is being laughed at by women. Women's biggest fear is being killed by mm-hmm. men. Right? By men, yeah, yeah. That's very pointed. That this is the first thing that happens out of the gate, and essentially, to me, like on on the surface, it's a film about how much like women have to take these things into consideration when meeting people, and but there's another layer to this film where. I think it's also saying that this fear is so extreme that it can sometimes make relationships difficult with even people who are not threatening. Yeah. However, then he is threatening. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I don't know what I, I was, that was the point where I was like, I'm going to let Ariel and Matilda talk first and then I'm going to decide what I think. Because <laughs> I don't know where to land on that. Like, and, and and honestly, that might just be me being uncomfortable with the ambiguity of it. Because well, I don't yeah. think, I, I'm not saying the movie's problematic at all. I guess because the territory is dicey, I was I was hoping for it to give me more clear sense of what I should be feeling. Um, but because but, I do under, I, I could see where they're going a little bit with the let's, ambiguity. Can, I'm actually, <coughs> let's see if we can, let's focus on that question of, is he threatening or like I shouldn't I mean, clearly it becomes there's like a physical aspect to this, especially in that like last, let's say 20 minutes. The movie goes very, okay, it goes well, from being like, boop, 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 let's boop. do what the movie does though. Let's take it all the way back to what she originally just let's, let's take, let's take it all the way back to the beginning. And I want to ask the women this, like, <laughs> it's like, what I don't do even we have think about the here, fact guys. that he <laughs> essentially had a, so he essentially what we find out eventually is that he had a crush on her and in an attempt to create a meet cute was like being borderline stalkery. Mm-hmm. Now and that could be a plot line in an 80s movie where people are like, that's so cute, but it's not the 80s. <laughs> babies li- right. babies literally smoked cigars yeah. in the 80s. There's a reason why we don't do these things anymore. Well, I was right. also confused what did you why guys- he had to do that piece because he then goes and just sees her at the movie theater. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it sorry, seemed like was, he was trying with his dog to like initiate something and it didn't yeah. work out, but that was his plan. Um, so I personally, <laughs> and when it's not happening in a movie, it is really creepy. I actually had somebody to do that to me when I was in junior college and it Ooh. felt very uncomfortable and very threatening and made me feel very not safe on a huge campus, especially because I was part of the journalism department and I was there after dark late at night all the time and he mm-hmm. just kept showing up places and would not take no for an answer so i think if it's not in a movie <laughs> in a romantic comedy then right i mean and like not so okay. like i think and he also is revealed to be like a deeply insecure person yeah yeah in a lot of cliched ways frankly like if you relate it to this dude, like it's the time to do a little soul searching. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Eric, I've heard you say nice things about Empire Strikes Back a lot. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not, yeah, no, I'm I do, kidding, I'm I do kidding. like it. I mean, I think there are definitely points in this movie where 
you feel for him, like his insecurity or the fact yeah. that he really does want this and girl they, to like him and he just doesn't know how to do it. And it does set it up where it's like, well, she's sometimes being a little mean to him or rude to him. But then there's this point after that, like one during the sex scene. I don't know if you felt this way, Matilda, because I know you've been married for a very long time now. But like I <laughs> I have Whoa. definitely been in situations where you feel like you have to go along with something or yeah. you have to pretend that it's going the sex is better than it is and listen, in order to get it over with and to get the fuck out it, of there. It, yeah, I feel this like I don't know. This is probably not necessary, but I feel this deep <laughs> need. Like if there's young people, young men yeah. listening, I feel this deep need to point out exactly what he is doing wrong in this sex scene. <laughs> we don't need to get into it. It's clear on its face. Here. Can I just say one blanket rule? No sure. dirty talk the first time, unless it is initiated by the other person. Like dirty talk in general should be like a, in my opinion, like a discussed <laughs> negotiated thing. We're getting way into no, the Eric. Because it, no, 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 it's real though. That's a huge okay. part of what makes her so uncomfortable. And she even yeah. is like, in her inner dialogue with herself in the corner is like, does all this guy do is watch porn, whatever? Yeah, like yeah. the point is that like he he is doing things that you don't. Uh oh. No, I wanted to hear his point. <laughs> <I know>. no. <laughs> reason why. Oh. It's so awkward and uncomfortable. It's not the only reason, but it's like a big part of it. Eric, you did you froze there for us. So I don't we'll, we'll... We're not sure what you said. We didn't hear that last part. And now he's really frozen. <laughs> that was the worst um, possible time for all of us to freeze. But anyway, uh, like, it's not the only, what I was saying was it's not the only reason why that was awkward, but it's a huge part of it. Like, yeah. just making a lot of assumptions in, in, in doing aggressive things that some people, frankly, are into, but like, you don't do that unless you've had that conversation. Right. And, and she, because of her fear and their size difference, she just, I think what this movie does really well is it's showing how complicated consent is because you're actually seeing her inner monologue every step of the yeah. way where she's actually like actively convincing herself to keep going mostly because she's afraid and she's, and she's weird. It's like back and forth. She's afraid. She's trying to get the benefit of the doubt. She doesn't trust her own intuition. You know what I mean? It's such a, it's such a complicated, like well, it's just really hard scene to watch. Back to your, the, the quote that you rightfully called up, there's also this moment where he like yeah. asks about her, is it, he's like, oh, is this your first time? And she laughs. And she does laugh, yeah. And that's when I think he kicks into a little bit more of like aggressive fucking, you know, porn. Also, John, not to weirdo. be, yeah. I just have to say this and then we can move on. <laughs> I don't know where this you're is a, going. This is a thing with me. Hands don't go in mouths. <laughs> Maybe your own mouth, fine. Maybe you're eating it accidentally. After. Do not put your hand in someone else's mouth and do not allow someone else's hand in your mouth. <laughs> what, if, what if she asked, though? What if she? What if there was a conversation? That's my own boundary, John. Okay, I'm well, this, well. this is where we're learning more about Eric. I know, the edgiest of the edge play was the hand in mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like... I like heaved <laughs> I mean look for me we talked about it Eric when you had to drop there for a second she shouldn't have gone past the kiss 
the kiss was outrageous. <laughs> and it was a huge red flag. The <laughs> kiss was horrendous. It was, it was so but you bad. also get her in her mo- monologue and stuff where you kind of understand like why she continued no, no, totally. in her conversation Whoever with the roommate. Whoever sound designed that scene should get a fucking Oscar because yeah. it made me want to vomit. It was I so know. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I know. And the fact that it's the title card or like the movie poster, Ariel, that you had posted that you were watching this today. And I was like, oh, it took me right back. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think there's so much good in that dialogue that she has with herself, mm-hmm. too, and that experience of kind of like a little bit being on the ceiling and like the watching outer body. Yeah, happen. that was that was really powerful. I thought because like, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably a really real experience for a lot of people. Absolutely, and that she's kind of half in and half out of her body for most of that scene, and then at the end, she's all the way out, and there's two of them on the ceiling going, "Yeah, it's yeah. not good." Yeah. And what's weird, I mean, it's it's really the scene, it's like parts of it are funny, but then it's like it keeps in a very uncomfortable way, but then it keeps ratcheting up until you get to that scene and then it just becomes very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By like that everybody lives. Her. Yeah. But this movie is ultimately a tragedy, I feel like. Yeah. Mm. Well, he walks away from that thriller. sex scene thinking things are great. Like he's yeah. like this one. That's like the saddest part. <laughs> I mean, the tragic sad. I mean, it's just like, it's so brutal because she knows right away. I mean, she literally goes home and then effectively doesn't speak to him again, which is not necessarily her choice, but um, yeah, it's brutal. The whole thing. Um, yeah. I mean, even that scene, like when they're trying to watch a movie after they've had sex, that was so uncomfortable too, where he feels this like, connection and like familiarity with her body so he's like laying all over her and she's Mm -hmm. so deeply uncomfortable and just wants to leave but he does not get it he cannot read her body language right that's a huge right that's a huge piece of subtext that he cannot read her which on it like i think that's a huge problem for a lot of young men in particular like as a person who is like sensitive to other people's body language to a fault, I cannot imagine that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I know that's real. You know what I mean? And I think that's where a lot of this, these kinds of interactions come from. Like people who don't understand that they're intimidating and have the power in the situation and also can't read someone or don't care to, honestly. Well, and this is, I haven't read the story. Um, I, I might, I'm just like kind of curious now. It's what I think connected, you know, when this story came out in 2017. It's like yeah. there was, there's like a core of her experience and, you know. Sometimes you're just watching, you're watching a thing and you're like, oh man, this came from like deep experience. This is like an experience someone had. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The, can can we, we get to, to, oh, go ahead, Mattel, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask if we want to get to, because I, I am still fascinated by this question of like how threatening, like in the end, where this movie goes, like, so she basically what happened, like, we, you know, there's this situation that's set up where she remains threatened even after they've separated. I mean, there he sends some threatening, I mean, he sends nasty threatening tests. Like, I'm not trying to, like, I don't want to like downplay it. And there is this like, there's a sequence where he's standing outside her work. Like there's, there's like threatening stalkery stuff. She though, then takes upon herself to get like a, a, uh, whatever the hell it's called, like a tracker, like a tracker. 
Yeah, that she's going to put on his car. And among buying like mace and like uh, like other paraphernalia, I love the scene when they go in and the, the guy hits on them. That's that was a, yeah. that was a <laughs> Not delight. The time. Yeah, that was a good one. The um, and so she shows up at his house, and then that's when like things like truly like I have this. There's this question of like if she doesn't ever show up at his house, does he just like move on with his life at some point? Or maybe, maybe not. I mean, you know, maybe yeah, he's sitting inside her work. Mm-hmm. But she does sort of like escalate it. And then through sort of confluence of events, it just, you know, it spirals like really out of control. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think yeah. that's why the movie remains like when it, it keeps asking you questions and it like remains interesting throughout because you're right. Like he was terrible in those text messages. And I would have felt uncomfortable seeing him again after that and felt like, he could be dangerous, you know? Um, But then you're right. Like she goes to his house, she sneaks into his garage to put the tracker. So there is like an escalation there. And then even when they get into his house and, you know, they kind of have a scuffle and she ends up accidentally like macing herself in order to try to mace him. There's this point where he's like, I, I, mean, I can't just send you outside. Like, I can't let you go at this point because if anybody sees what your face looks like now, I'm going to be blamed for what happened here. And like, partially, he should be blamed for what happened to a certain extent, but it's all, not all his fault at that point. And I get where he was coming from. You know so that, it like keeps going back and forth yeah, in your head. Yeah, that moment reminded me of Bo Burnham's character in Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Where they sort of allow him to have some humanity and ambiguity, mm-hmm. but reveal that in the end, like... He just couldn't help being a piece of shit. Yeah. But you know he doesn't. I mean? So the difference, though, is he doesn't go there. Like, at least the the robber doesn't go there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the way the film ends, again, we we can spoil. But, like, just to stick on that, this, the one dialogue piece that I loved was um, he, like, because he starts, like, working through all these scenarios in his head. And he's like, I'm just going to give you, like, these two different drugs. I can't remember what it was. Rohypnol was like roofie and like something else. Two benzos. Two benzos. Okay. Clonopin and Xanax. There you go. And mm-hmm. and you know he's like, oh, you're gonna forget all this happened, and I'll just like drop you off. And she like freaks out. I mean, obviously, because it sounds psychotic when he's saying. He does it. say psychotic shit. But yeah. but then he she's like, what are you talking about? You're so crazy. He's like, I'm a nurse. Yeah. And you never even asked me what my job was. Like that. Yes. That's where there's like this reveal that she's naive in a way. You know, in that's this like interesting because there's a scene earlier where she's trying to picture what he's doing, and she, but she doesn't know what he does, so she pictures yeah. him at like ten different jobs. Yeah, when well, she what never asks. That is, but. I mean, well, yeah, that's kind of trying to show that she's also like selfish and maybe a bit yeah. self-centered and hasn't taken the time to get to know him. Like she's well, not I mean, perfect in the she's, dating she's realm 20. either. Well, that, right. that's the exactly. Point. She's twenty years <laughs> old. Another reason yes. why they should not <laughs> be dating. <laughs> um, I do want to go back to the text thing after. So, like, it's after they've she told him she didn't want to see him anymore. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he just goes on this, like, honestly, like abusive text rant against her. Yeah. That scene is just so well done. And it's again, like Matilda saying, it's a movie where nobody dies, but it's like at times harrowing. Like mm-hmm. yeah. it's just brilliantly shot. They're in the dark, her and her friend are in the bed. And the sound design is so good. Cause we all, we all have like Pavlovian responses to those iPhone sounds. And so we know when a message is going through or coming in or whatever it is. And it's just like rapid fire. And we're also seeing the words in the screen and there's like a slow zoom in. That's like a genuinely frightening scene. Mm-hmm. Cause she's a, that's the whole thing is she's afraid to break it off. Cause she's afraid he will get angry. 
and then that's what happens. And like, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty, my read on that. I mean, I agree with you, this scene. Well, and I loved the like light, the way it was lit. They're like sitting just lit by the phone basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he, there's a, I can't, I think it's before it might even be like right after the sex scene or like during the sex scene when he's talking about like when she went home and he was worried that she was like, hooking up with our ex-boyfriend and like that's he what I was mean. like half, like he's clearly a crazy person like or or that is, deeply that is some deep deep insecurity yeah. shit like i've unfortunately encountered people that insecure in my life and like it's yeah no but so i mean when you see those texts come through like they're not even surprising at a certain level it just like keeps it's ratcheting cliched. up it's yeah cliched. like you can and, write it because this person exists that's the well thing. i also think it was intentional there was at least one typo whereas like all the other yeah, texts because he's didn't. just unhinged it's just flying well, i assumed because he was supposed to be like drinking you know he's, he's just drunk. like not functioning at 100 but mm-hmm. in any event um it's real yeah, I mean, he, it's real small pp energy john let's just call it, what it is. <laughs> Just walk away, fellas. <laughs> yeah. Keep your dignity. Uh, yes, but also, like the friend sent the, a text that she did not want to send. Like, I don't think she yeah. would have written it that way, right? She no, was really no. conscious getting out of there that, like, I need to kind of slow play this or soft play this in order. And then the friend to, just comes 100%. in and, and bombs And it comes it. with a hammer. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, it's nasty. I mean, it, and he doesn't send anything back. Or maybe he sends, like, something right in the moment. But then it's like he does walk away for a little bit. And yeah. it's only then that he, like, comes back, you know, once he's whatever in a moment. Small pee-pee moment, I guess. <laughs> 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 Call him like no, I like Eric. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, oh, no, Lord. but, like... I really do think it like, again, I, I, and as I was saying, I, in the moment of watching the movie, there's a lot and you're wrestling with a lot. And I mean, even as we're talking about it, I'm, you know, arriving at things that, you know, are feeling differently about things. I thought it was a really interesting choice to give him the ending that he gets, which is like kind of a hero's ending to us. I mean, like he saves her. She, she probably would not have survived. Um, she also like wouldn't have survived because he was, th- you know, like they were in this like huge physical interaction yeah. and he's the one who has like a bit of a moment of clarity to be like, the only way we're surviving this is like, this I legit kind of, I legit kind of thought that she was going to die and that the moral would be that like, she was so afraid that she wouldn't even accept help to save her. Like, I kind of felt like that's where it was going. Yeah. I mean, that would have been fucking crazy if they did that. That would have been brutal. (laughs) It would have been really brutal. And then, you know, you have this scene and I kind of love, like, they have her and her friend riding these bikes. It makes them look like younger kids than they are. You know, it Mm -hmm. makes them look like children. They're, like, riding their bikes up to his house, which is now just like a fucking hole. Not even a hole. It's like a flat lot, you know, an empty lot. Um... Yeah, I thought it was really good. And they, you know, you even get the moment of like, she tried to go find him and he's like gone and like intentionally didn't tell anyone where he went. Okay, but I can't let this episode go by. Can somebody explain to me the couples therapy scene? What am I supposed to take away from that? That was, so she, there's a, so this is like That's like her disembodied like. Yeah, fantasy kind of thing that she's doing. There's the yeah, movie they didn't actually because I thought that was a f- like future framing device. No, and I was waiting no. for it to come back around, mm. and then I was like, 
I don't get no, it. No, it um no, because there's a scene before that. It's or it's like in the same sort of like chunk of time where he's on the couch by himself and she's imagining him being at therapy kind of like talking through the scenario. So she's trying to, it, you see her working through it from his perspective and then you see her imagining it with them together. And I don't know, it just. Yeah. There, the movie plays very fast and loose um, with sort of like perspective. Like you're, you're always living in her perspective, but there is a lot of that kind of like, is this happening in real? Like, I mean, there's a bunch of her imagining shit. Uh, throughout the movie and that's just like one of those yeah, that does make sense yeah Fun. and i do like that about this movie that it seems to very effectively let us know that both of these people are in the room with each other or interacting with each other but they're really interacting with their own projections yeah to the other oh, person right point. and the way that that is a like it's a little bit of a fun house mm-hmm reflection mm -hmm. anyway and then when she's at the point where she's trying to decide awkward or creepy awkward or dangerous you don't have clear information sometimes i, I mean, actually like answer, how I mean, effective that is is the answer mm -hmm. just both like you know what i mean like i yeah. think so yeah. yeah i mean i do i also yeah. think it's interesting because the movie kind of explores this idea that like your level of attraction to somebody in the moment kind of plays a big role and whether you read somebody as being oh, creepy or just awkward mm -hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. yeah I don't know. The more we're talking about it, the more I'm appreciating the film. I think I was getting <laughs> frustrated with it last night because it just seemed like it was taking so long to kind of get to the point. But if it hadn't, then we wouldn't have had all of these scenes with where the interesting kind of conversations and thought provoking stuff popped up. So I do think that you're right, John, where it's like it wasn't a super comfortable, like fun watch, but I'm appreciating it now more in retrospect. Yeah, I'm also yeah, I mean, laughing like, at some of the jokes that right. I, at the moment I like <laughs> couldn't, couldn't even have. appreciate. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> it's the ambiguity because again, I mean, it, for me, because it was just uh, it's such at times dealing with such sensitive subject matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just like how movies have trained me in 2020. That like when they're not telling me what I should feel, I'm like, oh god, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I have to have my own thoughts about this. Yeah, I'm not. A, I don't want yeah. my own thoughts, John. I'm tired. You know what I just watched yesterday? I, I like, you know, on a whim somewhat, but is Anatomy of a Fall. Have you guys seen that? No. I <laughs> Some similar stuff going on. It, it, you know, not obviously it's different. It's the courtroom one. Yeah. It's like the a Best Picture language. nominee this year. Yeah. 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 Um, we should say too, like at some point, it, even when she breaks into his house, I mean, he gets physical with her. Like they're yes. in a different she movie. Hits him first though. In a different movie, like he he fully could have, I think, pretty easily diffused that situation of her being in his garage. Like mm -hmm. he made choices in that moment that that to me put him pretty clearly over the line into to crazy person. Yeah, I mean, he escalated things for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, she also maces him or like tries yeah. to mace him and then maces herself. Like I know. It. I mean, that's why it's sort of, it's hard to read at times exactly yeah. like who's more at fault or who is in the wrong in the moment, you know? Yeah. I mean, ultimately in that scene, I think it's him, but. Well, 
to be clear, yeah. if she had gotten out of there, <laughs> he was going to go to jail. Like it wasn't yeah. like there was going to yeah. be like some. So he's not crazy for thinking. No, that. no, 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 he's not. <laughs> you know? No, not at all. Um, it all worked out for both of them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he it's so funny to house. think because I was like legitimately sitting there being like, all right, now we're going to flash forward. They're going to be together because I saw them in therapy together. <laughs> <laughs> That Imagine my surprise, John, when the movie ended and that, that didn't happen. <laughs> so I, um, I mean, we didn't talk about her much, but I like Taylor. I like the character of Taylor, and I liked her as a counterpoint to Margot. Like, mm-hmm. there is a... Who's, which one's Taylor? The friend? The friend, the yeah. Roommate. I mean, they're meant to be uh, a yin and a yang. I, you know, I think they're, like, intentionally drawn that way. Um but it was fun. I don't know. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's got her, she's got her own issues <laughs> in, in, mm-hmm. in the sort of opposite direction, hunting down all the like people posing as men in her, in her yeah. chat room or whatever, <laughs> like, uh, or sorry, the opposite posing as women, men posing as women. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, she's like a little bit of a cliche, but I found her to be yeah. pretty, well, yeah, I mean, entertaining. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. mean, I this is where I could see like the DNA of Booksmart coming mm-hmm. into this. Yeah, movie which, if people haven't seen, is excellent. So mm-hmm. good. But. All right, I think that'll do it for Cat Person. Uh, would you recommend it, John? Yes, Ariel. Yeah, I actually would. Matilda. Yeah, go to dinner afterwards and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a first date. No mace. Not a first date movie. Well, hear me out on this though. Or a, a good first date movie because it invites some conversations that might be good to have before you end it's up. True. In you can find you out where they land real quick with hands in their mouth yeah. or not. You know. Dude, oh God. <laughs> talking about first John is never a bad thing. No, no, I agree. Do you guys remember that Kristen? (laughs) Do you guys remember that Kristen Stewart character in the newer Cronenberg movie, and she kept like sticking her hand in everybody's mouth? Oh my god! It made me think of that. I mean, the Crimes of the Future movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, no! I mean, that thing was just like one blur for me. (laughs) All right, Uh, John. Was did we decide? Was this a 2023 one or four? Yeah, no, it's 2023 October. Okay. Yeah, I would have put on the my list. Oh, there we go. I mean, it's still pretty empty over there, so. I might have put it over Night Swim, <laughs> but we'll never know. Night Swim. Oh, my God. Night Swim. Wait, Night Swim right. actually made it onto your top ten? It's his number uh, one right now. <laughs> we've only seen, like, four movies or something. I know, but so sometimes far. if they're bad, you won't even put them on the top ten at all. So I'm loving Don't that you put started. that as your number one. <laughs> I kind of liked it. Just, okay. All right. Well, it's not my current number out, one. Then. What did we do last week, John? Ariel, my new number one. You do no. not need to check okay. it out. <laughs> it's hard enough. You do not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you What's do not need current? to do what I did and accidentally yeah. see it at the big Dolby Theater and pay like twenty five dollars. I bet you got some cool nights one effects though. That's pretty sweet. It sure yeah. did. Well, what did yeah. we do last week, John? Because that was what I put in a number one. Now I can't remember what it was. Uh what did we do last week? I was oh, on the Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah, I wasn't on the show. Yeah, that's the proper one for your number one. Spot. Yeah, if Night Swim is over that, I will riot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so it's so interesting. So the the um, the Z girls, the, the zombie girls, are all your pro Lisa. Fra- Who is the anti Lisa Frankenstein community? I don't know. Losers, John. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I got people see it. who I'm, don't I'm get it. it. Yeah, small yeah. peepees. One hundred percent. 
Oh my god. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's okay. take a quick break and do some fan mail. One aroused your fear like no movie before it. Then, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, two continued the legend. Now, for the first time, the terror of Jaws will not stop at the edge of the screen. The all-new Jaws 3D, the third dimension, is terror at a cinema near you. Check press for details. Hello, this is Jeremy Gardner. I'm the writer, director, star of The Battery, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. bloodygoodhorror.com is the email address. John, this first question, this is just the kind of question I fucking love. Mm. So shout out to Brian for this question. He says, and he sent an email. It's retro. I love it. We do like this that. Is, he says, this is a weird question. Great start already. But I have a memory from hundreds of episodes ago of you guys discussing laundry. I have a vague memory of you guys agreeing that you never really wash your jeans. This was years ago, and I think about it constantly. I have to ask, <laughs> did I make this memory up, or do you guys really not wash your jeans? And if not, why? Uh, that sounds like a Joe Charnus thing to say, just to be clear. I might wash my jeans four times a year. I'm a little more than that, but I will wear them several times. I mean, like, I would say minimum... Unless I spill something on them, I right. will wear them four to five times now, before I wash. I don't really have a specific reason I do this other than just like, I like when they're worn in because that's just more comfortable. And I guess maybe that's what it's about. Like, especially people who wear harder denim, I feel like yeah. they don't want, because once you wash and dry, then it's you lose all that, right? Um, I've also heard of people, because this came up when we talked about this, whatever, hundreds of episodes ago. There was a whole discussion about how like you could put them in your freezer for like 24 hours and would kill all the bacteria, but then you wouldn't have to wash them. Yeah, I've that's heard true. That you do that with dance shoes. Yeah. Oh. See, Tilda there knows. There you go. What? <laughs> <laughs> My youngest daughter is getting into dance now, so I guess I got to make room. Yeah, you want to get well, a Ziploc and put them in the freezer because it's not going to smell good if you're sweating. It's in funny. I've like I've had more. conversations with my seven year old trying to convince her it's fine if she wants to wear the same pair of pants two days in a row, and like she refuses, and I'm just like, okay, I'll just do laundry <laughs> forever then. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just I mean, wash the same pair of pants every night for like stretchier jeans. Like I'll wash them more often, but I have like you know the. 100% cotton Levi's or whatever. And I'm only washing those like, yeah, three or four times I am a only year. wearing stretchy jeans until I die. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to kiss whoever invented those on in the mouth, honestly. Like, and whoever also like, cause I'm sure like it was a women's jeans thing first. And then somebody was in a boardroom one day and went, 
I mean, guys want to be comfortable too. Why don't we just do it for them too? <laughs> I love that person. Yeah, and you can't watch the stretchy ones all that much, or mm-hmm. and you have to be very careful with them because sometimes the stretch, like, yeah, you ruin. Mine are starting to fall apart. Yeah, starting to fall apart a little bit. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold. They're, you're gonna have to pry those out of my. <laughs> it's just gonna down. like <laughs> Eric's gonna be going to work with like a huge ass hole in his jeans. No, and I also I kind for, of like... just have one pair of jeans that I wear as well. So oh, like, uh huh. Yeah. Like yesterday, I was really disappointed because one of my favorite pair of jeans has a hole in the knee. And I don't care. I just like continue that's cool to wear though, it. Dude. But yeah, yeah. Me, but that's I, like the coolest kid in the nineties. I was pulling them on and I accidentally put my foot through the hole <laughs> oh, and then yeah. I, I ripped the it. Exact, like I did the exact Listen, same thing. Hole in the I'm knee so is mad. fine. Hole yeah. in the knee is fine. Hole in the yeah. butt or the crotch is when you no, no, have, no, have a real no, like no, come to Jesus. Very, 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 yeah. no, absolutely not. Yeah, you have to intervene <laughs> at that point. So yeah, there you go. Don't wash your jeans. That much. The, the answer to this question is yes, we did have that conversation. And to, to your <laughs> point, John, that sounds like one of those questions that back in the day would have tore the podcast apart. Like, well, uh, yeah, you guys would have gotten just... into a huge argument. There would have been factions fighting. Someone would have said something extreme, and yeah. uh, the rest of us would have had to, you know. But yeah. <laughs> so, jeans. There you go. Liz in the YouTube comments says, Wash your jeans only if someone made me laugh too hard slash surprise sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Otherwise, what Eric said. So there you go. <sighs> she sounds smart. Um, all right. Next up, this is from James. James says, uh, the subject is reunited and it feels so good. I recently listened to the Small Town Failing podcast that Eric guested on, and it warmed my heart to hear the two OG BGHers together again. I'm a longtime listener and remember the Joe and Mark days fondly. It is crazy to think... I've been listening to the show for over a decade. Eric, last time you took some good-natured shots at my Android phone and Yahoo email account. You can see I have upgraded to an iPhone, got a heck of a deal at Costco. The phone is way better, and it looks sweet, clipped to my jorts. (laughs) Still on Yahoo. I like that I was able to shame him into making a better phone choice, if I'm honest. I'm going to take credit for that. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun doing Joe's show. Honestly, like we, it was... Uh, it was like an old shoe. Well, like you, know, you might say, like an old unwashed pair of jeans, John, and just <laughs> slipped right in. Put it in the freezer. Yeah, yeah fresh I, out the freezer. <laughs> Rachel and I were on the very next episode of his show, so we got your question, Eric, that you left at the end. Uh, favorite. My question I left for you guys was favorite ninety. Favorite like guilty pleasure teen drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was the answer? So mine was Roswell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I can't remember. What, damn it! Now I can't remember what Rachel said. I think we also talked about Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I mean that's my, that's my, <laughs> that my yeah. I could do a podcast about Dawson's Creek. Oh, me too. Uh, all right, let's see. No, thank uh, you. <laughs> I mean, go to town, really. I, I rewatched <laughs> it not that long ago, and I remember when I first watched it, like in high school, and I was the same age as the kids yeah, on the show. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Uh-huh. And thinking that it was romantic, the relationship between Pacey and the teacher, oh, and, and then you so watch it back, and you're like the, the teacher, age of the yeah, teacher, yeah, and yeah. you're like, dear God, this is terrible. <laughs> I can't believe I like this. <laughs> it's wild. wild. It's yeah. Wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Last one, Randy. I was taken aback by Eric's bold shit canning of Out of Darkness because the trailer promised a monster. The almost allergic reaction he had to the film 
really gave me the image of a kid who had been promised a puppet show at a local library only to show up for a drag queen breakfast reading. <laughs> Any other trailers come to mind that oversold or ruined the viewing experience? Mm. Only mm. 30% credit will be given for Skinamarink bass dancers. Oh, well. I feel like... Um, Was there even a trailer for that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. And they showed a bunch of clips on TikTok before it came out, but I don't know if there was a trailer. Um, it part two, like it chapter two, the newer one mm. that they showed the entire scene mm. where whatever the woman's name is like in the apartment and the older woman yep. is acting. And that was they the, the one of the scariest scene. parts of the movie. Yeah. Yes. It was totally ruined. Yeah. which did not help the film that was already not nearly as good as the first one. Can I, uh, since you're bringing it up, Ariel, yeah. I'm like the world's only person that prefers the second of those two movies, what? like w- widely over the first one. How is that even possible, Eric? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. Do you know. not like the kids, like the kid actors or something? That, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. No, I thought actually they were all cast really well. Yeah. I, maybe I just like, to me, the second one was powerful because you get all of, you get everyone's arcs like mm-hmm. coming together as they're adults and that adult cast is so good. And like the Bill Hader character, like there's just a lot of emotion at the end of the first one, I felt like. Maybe, maybe I was just like, or the second one, I mean. Maybe yeah. I was riding high off of that. Yeah, for me, I just didn't think it was as scary. Like, it's so much, I felt, like, really connected to, like, how afraid the kids were. And I felt that a lot less in the second one. That was one of those movies where I was, like, uh, you want to talk about, like, similar to Lisa Frankenstein with John saying, Uh like, I I was shocked to hear that people did not like it, part two. I still don't understand. Gotcha. I also really, really disliked Pennywise baby head thing. Like, that (laughs) bummed me out at the end a lot. (laughs) So I've, so I've never cool. seen this movie. I, I feel like I probably <laughs> no, should. No, the effect where he kind of shrinks down at the end. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, but with like the bulbous clown head still and like a little tiny baby body. You've seen the TV movie, right? Yeah, like I love that. giant paper mache spider. Yeah, but like, that's like campy, you know? Yeah, like I can appreciate the like ridiculous Ariel you know, early practical effects. <laughs> John, you didn't see that? Fair enough. No, I never saw it. Wow. I know. Oh, well, shit. and by the time I was like getting, like I had time to see it, it had just, I felt like, you know, the moment had passed and most people not named Eric had, uh, very good, come out sure. pretty hard against it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my opinion matters more, John. That's what you're, <laughs> I mean, to Randy's question, I think we all know that the first omen is on notice. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I couldn't. I, there's nothing I can come up with off the top of my head. Otherwise, are we going to do that nun movie that's coming out? The immaculate thing that looks really good. It does it, look good. It com- It does look good. It comes out the same week as um, Frozen Empire, Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, I want to do nun movie first. I don't need to do. Ghostbusters oh, interesting. Yeah. I was expecting you to go hard. I could write Ghost- that Ghostbusters movie now. It's going to be some like extremely predictable shit that's like fun, but not you know. But what if they CGI Harold Ramis? The AI has come so far, Eric. We could have an we could if have they, a whole Harold Ramis movie. They bring, if, if they dig up Harold Ramis's corpse again to put him <laughs> CGI in the movie, I will fucking leave. I will. What if it's out. his? What if it's his actual corpse? Like they got that was like, a travesty, dude. What they it did was the really movie. Bad. <laughs> and I'm not even against necessarily doing that kind of thing in a tasteful way, but like it was so gross the way they did it. I just I didn't like it. Yeah, I do like. Uh, all right, immaculate. The, I do think <laughs> yeah, that that Frozen Empire trailer it looks to me more of what I want to see out of a modern Ghostbusters movie than the last one, which I didn't really care for. Like, 
I like that it's a little bit more of the old and the new together. Um, but I don't know. I don't have any strong opinions about it. But Immaculate, I'm I'm down for. So, yeah. All right, Kate. We didn't mention. So our boy Casey is like living it up this week. He's in he <laughs> him and his wife Colleen are in Salem, Mass for the first time, and they're both spooky witchy people, and they're just like kids in candy. Like he keeps texting us <laughs> pictures of Frankenstein things he's finding and buying. <laughs> oh yeah, Amazing. it's so fun there. Yeah, I've never been either. I don't know. I'm gonna have to wait till one of my kids gets into spooky stuff because my wife has Ooh, that's gonna be no so interest. Fun. There's so. bewitched stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's a giant you know? statue of Samantha <laughs> from Bewitched. Yeah. yeah, that's so. There's cool. lots of cool, kitschy Bewitched. little horror museums. You, the witch house and the you could go visit the sets of uh, Hocus Pocus, John. Yeah, Samantha didn't live there, right? Like in the show, she's a witch, John. I, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if there was a tie to the show other than the witch thing. <laughs> wasn't her husband an astronaut or was that Dream of Genie? That what was I Dream of Genie. Oh, all right. I'm just getting confused. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Salem. Uh, fun times. We're happy we're for Casey. We're glad Casey's having fun. Yeah. I think I talked him into getting a tattoo, which I'm pretty excited about. I like oh, peer pressure what's... people. Um, but with that said, I'm, I'm reading all the social tonight, John, so get ready. Okay. Uh, we're going to hit threads first. Uh, popcorn designs. This is our buddy Skylar says, Hey, this is because of a crack that I made on the post about single guys with cats. John, he says, I was a single dude with a cat for a long time and I'm normal. And then in all caps, it says totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> I maintain that single guys with cats are a red flag. Single we straight didn't men even... with cats. Well, so he what? has a dog. Mm-hmm. He has a dog. And like the whole, the movie has this, it's called cat person. It's like, there's this whole thing about he doesn't have a cat. And then there's the moment like when yeah. they're in their battle at the end and she opens the door and the cat comes running out of the basement. I appreciated that. Yeah. Something was on its tail. I didn't catch what that was. I don't know. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. notice that. I meant must have a cat. That's my. Yeah. That, wow. That would be my criteria. Yeah. <laughs> anyone I would date. You're, you're only single men <laughs> with cats. Well, yeah, you know I what, like then? I'm glad there's people. It's a green flag for <laughs> Green. Yeah. Strong green. I'm glad that there are people out there for the cat men, but yeah, I'm not there one you though. go. <laughs> but they're not for you, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, lots of anecdotal evidence in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Liz agrees with you guys. She says, no, a single guy with any animal is cool. Oh. Look, if anything happens to Suzanne, I mean, you know, hopefully not. uh, My cats are going on the street, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) This is, yeah. John. I'll I'll send them to my parents. You're in New York City, John. There's plenty of food. They'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, they would. The rats are living it up out there. I know. Somebody's got to take care of That's the red flag right there. We for a while we had four cats and I was just like with my with my husband I was like you cannot nothing can happen to you because we are at the wrong like cat to spinster ratio. I remember. <laughs> I will say listen, it's I, at least I can't par- be the widow with four cats. <laughs> it's at least yeah. partially because I'm allergic to cats, and I think it's better now. But when I was a kid, I was like really allergic, so gotcha. like it's hard not to have negative feelings towards a thing that will literally make your throat close up if you eat within ten feet. I mean that's fair. I, I remember dating someone in college and like going to meet her parents, and they had 
uncountable number of cats. And I remember walking <laughs> in the house and one of them was literally on the That's roof. That's correct. Of, one of them was on the roof of the house, sitting right above the door, staring down at me. And I was just like, this is where I die. <laughs> I don't know. Any more than four is like you're getting into, even if there's two people. They, we're, we're, this was into, six or seven in this house, if I'm yeah. correct. Oh boy. Okay. Don't also the fucking the the you kind of get me off on this show. The the cat litter box thing, I don't want to see that thing. I don't want to know that thing exists. Yeah, like, yeah. We we have a cabinet that has it in there and like you don't see it. This yeah. same person kept it in her bathroom. But nope. and I still shudder. I mean, that's where mine is, if I'm honest, because I live in an apartment that's like 100% carpeted except for the kitchen and the bathroom. So. Okay. That, I mean, that, that's yeah. Fair. That's also, I will say, barefoot in there. This was 20. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And like the things get out, like the, the mm-hmm. rocks and stuff. But yeah. I, I am sure that the technology is much better than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. So oh, that, yeah. That helps, I'm sure. All right. I respect your choices, Ariel. As I <laughs> Thank and you. Skylar's, that. obviously. <laughs> um, eh, not Skylar so much. Uh, the drummer from Foghat says, I can't think of anything witty to ask, so I'll just say, you are all really swell and very pretty. Oh, that's so nice. Well, thank you. Does feel good. I'm going to make that my new phone wallpaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, last on threads from Blob Nelson. What's your favorite nature is trying to kill us all movie that isn't Jaws? Alligator is the only right answer. Uh, the crawl. Crawl is great. Oh, yeah. So favorite. good. And what's I the mean, Betty White one with the alligator? Um, you know I don't know about? if it's Lily Betty Placid. White, but I. Oh yeah, yeah. So mine might be Eaten Alive by Toby Hooper, which is uh, also an alligator movie and is. One of the most just absolutely batshit things you'll ever see. I think that's in my letterbox watch list uh, now that I think because yeah, I, I haven't know if seen I've it. Ever seen that, You've actually. never seen anything like it, I guarantee you. Oh, All right, nice. well, it's look, insane. it's in there. I'm gonna have to get to it eventually. Is it just animal yeah. attack or like disaster? Because I would pick it. Just Twister says if it was nature, so I would take an. I would also take a disaster yeah. movie. Twister. Wait, so Ariel, where are you? Are how Twister, excited are you for Twisters? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'll tell you why I hate that. But dude. was there a Z? Glenn no, Powell. they're making a second one this year, like that, a sequel. Okay. That guy in that movie it has the most generic white dude face ever and zero personality. He's yeah, dude. They're they're trying to make Glenn Powell a thing. I'm no, telling you, and I hate so. it. Plus, like, I mean, can you really replace the actors from the original? Like Bill Helen Paxton, Hunt and Bill Paxton, nah. and Helen Hunt. And you're <laughs> gonna give me, Bill and you're gonna give me. The first no. movie had Bill Paxton oh, he and Helen no. Hunt in it, and you're gonna give me this saltine cracker of a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No. And it's it's going to be so CGI heavy too. It'll be annoying to oh, watch, yeah. I'm sure. Has anyone so seen the movie Squirm from 1976, yes, which is I've all about Squirm. worms? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I do good. like that one. Yeah, Specifically, I've seen the Mystery Science Theater version. <laughs> I oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, amazing. Uh, That's how I saw it for the first time, actually. I really like Slither, although that probably doesn't Slither count. Slither is great. Sort of. You know, another a shark movie. What was that shark movie with Blake Lively? That one was great. The Shallows. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It was great. (laughs) Agree with me. Shout out for Caitlin in 47 Meters Down. Yeah. (laughs) She she loves that. That's right. Caitlin is the world. Next week, Caitlin's going to be on the show. We're going to be talking about Saltburn. I know. Mm. I'm excited to hear that one. Maybe some 47 Meters Down. (laughs) Did they make a third one? 
She'll know. She'll tell us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Not all these are questions, John. Okay. Oh, you know Power what? Through. I'm Let's sorry. I forgot because I had to reboot my computer, but we got a bunch of good Slack stuff, actually. Let me pull that up. I asked for some help from the Slackers, and they obliged. So they actually got, got some good stuff what a, for us. What a crew. What a fine group of people. All right. Mm -hmm. This is great. I love this. We, uh, okay. Rachel, what is the best cat in cinematic history? Warning, there's <laughs> a correct answer. I know what her answer is. I know what her answer is, too, probably. What's her answer? <laughs> I mean, it's how Joan many cats? From Alien. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good. That's a good. She would that's... pick that one. And then if it was on More Deadly and she was trying to troll me, she would say Church. Uh, from Pet mm, Cemetery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Church it's also a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't, I don't know. This is this is the kind of question I need to, like, Google before we get on because I There's can't There's an remember. anthology yeah. movie that... Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye, yeah. yeah where Stephen King. where mm -hmm. the cat is the wraparound, like a cat yeah. mm -hmm. crawling mm -hmm. around the city. Right. I always thought that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. We named three right. cats. I'm just know. going down the list of every character that the <coughs> cats now, so I got off this question. <laughs> Deuteronomy, what's his name? What's the it's it's the tap dancing one. That's the current that's okay. the current best cat. But, you know. Okay. I love this question because I feel like it's like a Rorschach test. So Whitney says, what is your most used emoji? Recently, it's the melty face. <laughs> Why? That's a good one. I use melty face and upside down smiley face somewhat interchangeably. If I'm using mm -hmm. those, either of those two, my day has gone horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't use those lightly. So you're right over there, John. I mean, look, you know, yes. Yeah. Putting it out Times there. Times are tough, man. Yeah. Melty face to me is like whatever's going on right now is so fucked up I can't articulate it. And so here's melty face. Uh, my other most commonly used, and it's I use it in many different contexts, is the dancing man. The you know, they're like, man. you know, like man who does like oh, dancing. Uh -huh. He's he's got like the this thing going on. What mine is mine is mine is probably that's like a thumbs up for me. Okay. It's either of the laughing versions where the thing is where the face is crying. Yeah, me too. I believe it's called Joy. Sure, I, I do I'm love not that. Familiar one too. with Joy, John? But uh, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. um, Never felt the emotion. <laughs> not a, not familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm a big fan. Like I, I feel the need to use a lot of emojis because it, it's very important to me to like denote tone mm -hmm. when I'm speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tilly, what do you got? What's what's your number one? Yeah, I think, you know, it's probably one of the laughing ones, although I am in some very spicy like group chats. So I feel like the eyes, like the just the, yeah. the giant <laughs> pair of I do like eyes. I love that, like, the side oh my eye goodness. Kind of thing. I use that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rolling eye face. One. Rolling eye face is common. With one. my that's my wife and I. It's a lot of that back and forth. <laughs> 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 I do, I'm a big fan of the heart, but only when I'm texting you, John. Oh, aren't you sweet? <laughs> it's yeah. true. I do like the cringe because I like to tell on myself about like this just happened. It was I was very awkward, so I do like that. Yeah. Wait, is that gritted, <laughs> the gritted teeth one? Uh huh. Oh yeah, I like that one too. Mm -hmm. we're, we're getting all the good I think ones. I use gritted teeth more when I am fearful of something that's happening than I do cringe. 
Which is oh. interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. Maybe I'm using it wrong. Possible. All right. Skyler, our cat friend, says, for the folks hitting up Horror on Weekend in Cincinnati, what celeb guests are you excited to see and are you planning on doing any signings or photos? I'm really close to pulling the trigger on a photo op with the cast of the Blair Witch Project with Eduardo Sanchez. Ooh, that would be cool. Director. So then we were, I was digging into this because I'm like, I'm not unfamiliar with this life of like these cast photos. So I asked how much it was. So for the 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 three principals and Sanchez, it's wait he said here. Where'd it go? It's like oh, one fifty five. Okay. If you were getting all their autographs, it's you probably spent a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So I guess what is what's more important to you? That's kind of what we were discussing. Like, I mean, it's a cool pick. Like, yeah, he was saying, like, I don't know if I want a picture of myself, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't really relate to people who love like getting pictures with celebrities because like I'm in it. What I see myself every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the worst is when people just keep a Rolodex for like when a celebrity dies. And then they're like, this one per- I met this person once and it's like, mm-hmm. it's not about you, bro. Like this person's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Do people know? do that? Is that like a thing yes. people do? Oh yeah. You, oh you can set your watch by you're not mm-hmm. on Twitter. That's why you don't know. This. I know. This is why. That's up. like half of what Twitter is, is just people waiting for people to die so they can post about the one time they met them to make it about that's them. True. <laughs> that's true. So crazy. Man, Show people, me the lie. People are so fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh. If you had like an honest relationship with the person, like fine, great. No, 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 no. These are people I like, like ran into them once time. in the street. Yeah, 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 I understand. It's not like their lover. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Everything isn't about you, John, and I mean that in the generic way. People need to understand this. Yeah, it's like man, Bill Paxton, but <laughs> just. <laughs> I forgot he died. I'm sorry. <laughs> he did die. Did you post a I'm picture? Off the, I know you're gonna have to do a makeup picture. Got to dig up the picture. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't have a picture. Oh my god. Maybe I need to get on social media. This is a thing. You you happen to just like hit a thing on a thing with me, or maybe this is just this discussion. But yeah, uh, it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm fine. It's fine. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be sorry, John. I needed, a, I needed a laugh this week. It's fine. No, now um, I'm just thinking that we need to like Lisa Frankenstein, Bill Paxton, so that we can replay it all over again. John can get his picture. <laughs> oh, man. Aussie Andy, am I the only one that finds the movie poster for this super uncomfortable and just gross? I mean, I'm sure that's what they were going for. Yeah. It's like an up close at an extreme up close of the awkward kiss from the movie where mm-hmm. he's just like mowing on her face. It's truth in advertising. Like I it truly salute them yeah. So uh, like I, yeah, I don't want to be that close to somebody's mouth, like a big blown up thing. Like I'm all set. All right. What's your favorite horror movie date scene? Mine is Joe Spinell and Caroline Monroe in 1980s maniac. That's from Done to Death Pod, and that is a completely fucking unhinged answer. Which I appreciate. <laughs> Even for this show. Uh, I, I did. Th- I thought about this for like five seconds. All the ones I was coming up with were like the recent ones, uh, mm-hmm. but that answer just made me think of do we count 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 when they uh, have what's her name? Uh, the Stretch. The, stretch. <laughs> and they, they have her like at the table. No, oh, does that That's count not really as a dinner date? <laughs> well, you know. I can't remember in their minds. I can't remember if that's the the cut the subtext there. Or not. Does everyone need to think they're on a date, or like can it just be? Who oh boy, John? Part of the people. <laughs> <laughs> I had an answer for this earlier, and now this whole rant about Twitter just I lost. <laughs> Sidetracked you. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's All that. Right. I mean, I love that extraordinary movie, but where she's like, "Do you want to come with me to?" Like the clear magician. a ghost from somebody. Yes. Uh, that's yeah. a good one. That's such a good movie. So that funny. Is funny. It's such a sweet movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of barfing up of like ectoplasm, but it's very sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um what is your this is from jo- our buddy Joe Ferry. What is your favorite film that primarily takes place in a movie theater? The only one I can think of is Demons, and I don't really like Demons that much, so I'm not sure I'd call it my favorite. But hmm. oh, um, Joe Bob this year, or last year did Popcorn, which I'd yeah. never seen, and I really liked that. I've never even heard of that one. It's because you're not a real fan, John. Well, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. You didn't live a life like I did. I can't even think of non-horror movies that primarily take place I know. in movie Last Action Hero. One. Remember, like, we did that whole, we did like two movies together and they both were like in a movie theater. Yeah. They, it was, was a one with the eyeballs in the jar, you know? Yes, that's the yeah. one I'm thinking of. Is it a Spanish language one? I think it was, yeah, but I can't remember what it's called. That's a good movie, though. All right, a um, couple more Matinee? from Slack. Yes, oh. that's it. Oh, yeah. Matinee. Okay. Matinee is so good. Mm-hmm. And I it's so hard to describe matinee to people when they haven't seen it, but it is that is a very like I feel very warm when I think about that movie. It's just like it's a whole vibe. All right. Uh Levi, what big cat best represents your personality? <laughs> What's That's the one I always thought of myself before? I, this is actually, I've thought about this before. Cause like I used to play um, soccer when I was a kid and I was like a forward mm-hmm. and like I could sprint pretty well, but I had no endurance. So I just thought of myself as like, what is it? Like a cheetah or something They can just sprint like hundred miles an hour, but then they have to sleep for like three or four days. That was kind of <laughs> right. like, I got to recharge. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I know enough about the variety of big cats. Oh, big I'm sort cats, of like right. tiger, that's one, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know my answer is Garfield, which I think is not the right, the, like, not the correct. <laughs> no, but that's the spirit of the question. But that's the only I, like, I, I will accept that answer. It's probably the true answer yeah, for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Are you excited for the forthcoming Garfield film? I just saw that, and you know, last time they did a live action Garfield, like the voice was. Not right. Do you remember? Well, it? Wasn't it Bill Murray the last time they did? No, yeah, the last it, one was Chris Pratt. I thought, or that is this no, one. That's this one. Oh, Chris I'm thinking Pratt. of the Bill, Bill Murray one. Yeah, I thought Bill Murray it was, was strange. Isn't that kind of brilliant casting for Garfield? I don't. I just wanted it, it to be like the '90s Garfield cartoon because that's how I hear his voice. Yeah, it Very is specifically Chris Pratt as Garfield. '80s. I don't remember that old mm-hmm. Garfield. Do you ever see the Halloween special that they did? Mm-hmm. The Garfield Halloween special. Where he's a pirate. I don't remember that. Oh my god! I used to watch Garfield and Friends too, with like the barnyard yeah. animals. Yes, I love Garfield. That was good. We used to watch them for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, last Slack question from Rachel. What is a bigger red flag when someone calls himself a cat person or is strongly identified as a dog person? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. People can be. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call yeah, either one a red flag. Either. No, if you like animals, like that seems like a green flag to me. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you say I don't like any animals, I'm worried. Yes. What if you I think, think you like them that's and a really you live with them for 14 up. years and decide at the end that you don't like them anymore? <laughs> a person who Maybe hates all animals flag. is a much better way to in general. Yeah. And also, like, when dogs don't like people, you should listen to them is another yeah. thing that I would say. I agree. <laughs> what if the dog is just crazy? <laughs> well, I mean, if you've that's got, I guess, John, a really crazy like, dog, but like a regular dog. If you have a sweet dog, dog that loves everyone and <laughs> suddenly hates somebody, that dog mm-hmm. yeah, is I mean, that's smarter than you are. I get that. Mm-hmm. I see that. All right. We got a couple questions on Instagram. Is this a prequel to Cat People? It's not. No. Sadly, no. Uh, Cat People's mm-hmm. cool, though. Mm-hmm. I guess I've only seen the remake, the 80s one, because wasn't it originally? A You've never seen the original one? 40s. Oh, yeah, the original? That, I don't was it, for, was it like early 50s? It's definitely black and white. Right? Yeah. I don't go back that far. Like, I don't go back beyond the 70s unless somebody makes what? me. That's like a real, I mean, that's a, that's a real famous one. That's like on the short list, but yeah. Wait, isn't Isabella Rossellini in Cat People? Who is the actress that's in that? Oh. I might think, who am I thinking? Maybe I'm thinking of somebody completely different. That would be wild if she was. I, I don't, I mean, I saw the movie like. Is it? No, maybe it's Natasha. Natasha Kinski. Kinski I'm thinking of. That was a complaint I had about this movie, though, is that they definitely underutilized Isabella Rossellini. That's she was the, not in the movie enough. I think, in the I think they had her for like two days. I know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. A couple hours. Yeah, one, yeah like, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to hit all these scenes at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was great, though. I did like mm-hmm. Yeah, just come in here and chew it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love this question from Polly. Do the cat people have realistic buttholes? <laughs> if you remember Thankfully, john didn't see <laughs> this was an issue with the cats movie from a couple years yes, ago yes i, I do remember and it was freaking people out yeah until they, they, they were threatening to release the butthole cut but it's never happened oh right they went in and removed them right before yeah. the movie came out after the screenings that's right they were got yeah buttholes. That's so funny. rachel and i joke that we like kicked off the uh, the hard time apocalypse of the 2020s because we started New Year's Day 2020 in the morning at the theater to see cats. Wow, you cursed us. <laughs> yep, it's all their fault. <laughs> Amazing. Whew. It was Guys. a lot. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've seen cats on stage, but I've never seen Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's real weird. Yeah, we this recorded our hornier than it should be. <laughs> I remember we recorded our year ender like right after you guys had gone to see that, like maybe the next day or something, and you were both like deeply traumatized. Yes. By it. <laughs> the Jason it's Derulo being the sexy cat with all the kittens like lined up for his uh-huh. milk was a little much. <laughs> no, nope. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> no. Is okay. Now I just want you to describe the whole movie scene. Oh my God! Rebel Wilson is wearing, unzips her own skin and takes it off, and then she's got another skin suit underneath. There's a lot that it's that movie is drugs. That's cool. All right, final question of the evening, and you can all choose to interpret this however you want. Uh, 
Name your favorite cat. Could be celebrity cat, but I also, you guys have own cats. So is this like a kid thing? Like, do you have a favorite? Right. This could be a beat poet question. What do you guys think? <laughs> my favorite cat is any of the ones that don't live in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a hypoallergenic cat, like no hair. <laughs> That's you guys I'm pretty in, you can hold I'm pretty into or? this cat right now that lives behind us. Um that's one of those giant cow cats. What? Like, oh. like a main like coon or like No, it just has cow print, but he's just oh, a very fat cat and his name is Peeve, which I know because his his little tag says Peeve and on the other side of it it says please don't feed me I'm on a diet. And Peeve <laughs> comes around and he just like grouses at you. He just stands outside in our backyard. Our backyard is the one in the neighborhood that doesn't have dogs in it. So all the cats come here. Of which course. Is excellent. I will um, say, go ahead. That's great. Oh, and Pe- yeah, Peeve is great. Peeve will get in the hammock with you, Peeve will. Aww. But he, he really is. I can see that he's probably a pain in the ass to the owner. He wants, just, he wants your food as well. I have beef, honestly, with outdoor cats. I just find them very confusing because like, Cause I'm more of a dog person. And if you see a dog outside by itself, like you should try to save it if it's not yeah, aggressive right. or whatever. Right. I don't know what to do with this fucking cat. Cause like I, I, I actually tried to, cause it was one time in the middle of winter, it was like negative 20 or something. And there's this cat around and we tried to save it, And the person was like, this is an outdoor cat. And you're like, this cat's going to fucking die. Like what? This I never is thought why twice I look- about saving a cat since then they can, I joke a lot about uh, having the cats in the apartment that I don't love, you know, whatever it we've, you know, again, they've been here for 14 years with me. We've, we've made it this far. I grew up with cats. I respect the hell out of outdoor cats because they can handle their business. They go outside. They want to come in. They come in. It's like, I don't like it. Yeah. It's confusing that's just like a completely different situation in my, in my mind. So. Yeah. Uh, we had indoor outdoor cats when I was growing up, but my cat Rusty was not very smart. And we finally had to make her an indoor cat because she kept doing things like falling asleep on top of the water heater and singeing off her fur. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, okay, you no longer have outdoor privileges wow. anymore. I mean, you know, I get it on like a farm where they're like doing stuff, but sure. Know. Yeah, we, we have, have one a- cat that would last maybe five seconds. Uh-huh. Like, aren't yes. you worried about them getting hit by cars and stuff? Especially if you live in like a yeah, residence. yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we it's lived wild. on a somewhat busy street growing up and never lost one. We lost a dog in the street, but never any of the cats. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, in, in my my upstate house, which I know Eric loves to hear about, uh, there's like six uh, just feral cats that live yeah. in the neighborhood and. They all have names. I don't it's know a, them, but they're fine. I see them walking through my yard. I'm like, it's hey. okay that you want two houses as long as you understand <laughs> that if I ever get kicked out of this apartment, I'm moving into the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I consider my plan B. Just yeah, so. I mean, you know, in a pinch, we could probably make that work, but <laughs> you'd have to explain that to Suzanne. So I could be your Manny. Yeah. Fine. No, I mean, I'm not against it, just to be clear. So, uh, okay. Right. Next week, Saltburn, Caitlin. Turn of Caitlin. Us from Plug yeah. It Up. First time in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Year and a half, maybe? Yeah. Uh, no, longer than that. No, she two was only a year in her, wasn't she? Yeah, but I, I was not living here yet, and that was two years ago. So. Oh, okay. Um, Matilda and Ariel, where can people find you when you're not here? <laughs> 
Um, so you can find us uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, Zombie Girls Horror Network. It's spelled G-R-R-L-Z, um, zombiegirls.com. You can find us there. And we are at ZG Podcasts on all the many, many social media platforms, including now Blue Sky. Rachel has insisted we try that one nice. now, too. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for the show. Hope Great work, it. everyone. We'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.